Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. It's another great day. Yeah, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And yes, I have only just a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer. If I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it. And I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity opportunity to be on with you again. And I'm grateful for you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this message today, because it is a message that we have prepared for you to help you do more, be more and achieve more. And I'm excited about today's message and today's program, because it will help you grow. Now, you know, I start with that one minute. There's God's minute from Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. And then I take a moment, a minute to give God some glory, to thank God for life and strength and health. I thank God for the fact that I'm still here and that you're still here. And I'm grateful for all of that. And I give God glory for the fact that we have friends, people in our lives. Now, I'm grateful for the books, my books being bestsellers. I'm grateful for all the things that God has blessed me with uh, my business and, and success. But most of all, I'm grateful for life. And strength. And every day you get another chance, it's a good day. As I like to say, every day you wake up without a chalk out a line around your body is a good day. So you got to make the most of every day. You got to do all you can with all you can because it's a stewardship that does it. So I'm grateful. Use your life. Make the most of your life. Make a difference. And we want you to make a profit. So that's why we have this show, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. Now, I am grateful. I'm grateful, 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 grateful because we have a sponsor who has made a commitment to be a part of this program. And we're grateful for that sponsorship. The fact that they have decided to be a part of us. You know, there were two great banks that we knew across America. One was called BB&T and the other one was called SunTrust. Well, they were great banks, what we call banks of equals, but they decided to do something terrific. They decided to merge and come together to create a new entity called 
Truist, T-R-U-I-S-T. And they have made a commitment, a $3 billion commitment to helping small businesses, to helping the community, and helping people all over America to grow their wealth and grow their success. So I am honored to have Truist as our new sponsor, and they want to let you know that they are there for you. Go into, it still may say BB&T or SunTrust on the front, but know in the back is truest. Go in, introduce yourself, learn about them, and start doing business with them because they want to help you grow your business. So thank you to Truist Bank. Now, my guest today, oh, my guest today, my guest today, oh, we got a superstar on the line today who is a New York Times bestselling author, has sold over 2 million copies of the book that most people around the globe know him, 2 million, million copies. You know the name of he and his father. Because they both wrote books that were transformational in our culture and in our country. Many of you know of a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen R. Covey. And I am grateful for that book, for how the impact it had on me, those seven habits, think win-win, speak uh, speak not to first, uh, speak first to understand than to be understood. I mean, just, just sharpening the saw, just one after another. But he had a son who also was brilliant, 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 brilliant. And his son wrote a book that has become a global phenomenon. The book is called The Speed of Trust. It's a New York Times bestseller. It says the one thing that changes everything. His name is Stephen M. R. Covey, and he shows how trust and the speed at which it is established with clients, employees, and all stakeholders is the single most critical component of a successful leader and organization. Stephen R. M. R. Covey, widely known as one of the world's leading authorities on trust, asserts that it is the most overlooked, misunderstood, underutilized asset to enable performance, its impact for good or bad, its dramatic and pervasive impact. It's something you can't escape. And thankfully, it is also the thing that can dramatically improve your personal and professional success, including your marriage. I want to thank my guest today for being with me from Utah, Stephen M. R. Covey. Stephen, are you there? Yes, uh, Dr. Jolly, I am here and truly honored and excited to be on your show. Wow. Uh, well, I'm excited to have you. And I gave uh, you a, a, a little bit of a, 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 a introduction. But why don't you tell us a little more about who you are, where you came from, and how you got to be where you are? Thank you. And by the way, thank you for those kind words you said about oh. me and my book. I'm so grateful. Well, it's true. Um, so I was very blessed to grow up with a father, Stephen R. Covey, and a mother who was his equal, maybe not as well known, to have been kind of taught in our home these, these principles. Like, I learned the seven habits of highly effective people as a young boy. Wow. I learned them in, I learned them in the home. And, and I saw my father utilize these and teach these, and he was kind of testing the ideas. And, and I'll give you one example of this you'll find interesting. Is, yes. Uh, you know, habit two, begin with the end in mind. 
And I remember one time he was teaching this principle, but he was saying, begin with the end in mind. I, I maybe was 12, 13 years old at the time. And, and so we went to a, a construction site and got on top of a building, the very top. And then we looked down, and next to the building we were, we were on top of, there was a huge hole where they were going to build a new building there, and they dug the foundation for it, this huge hole. And then my father had an architect that met us there, and he came out on top of this building, and he came out with these, with these blueprints. And he said, you see that hole down there? Well, that building has already been built first mentally. Mm. And this, my, my friend, this architect, has this blueprint. Show him the blueprint. And he showed, him, he showed us the blueprint. And he said, that, built is already drawn, that building is already drawn out. It's built. It's just right here on the blueprint. It's the mental creation precedes the physical creation. Wow. So we'll come back here, family, in 18 months. And you won't see a hole. You will see a building. But know that that building that you'll see physically first came about from this blueprint, from a mental thing. And then, sure enough, 18 months later, we came back and we looked and we saw the building was there. And it was just a graphical illustration of begin with the end in mind. Begin so with the end design. in mind. What a great story. That is a great So you were learning the seven habits uh, in the household, and he was using you uh, as a, as a uh, almost as an uh, audience to figure out what was working and what wasn't. So what a great an, uh, analogy and what a great illustration. You grew up under the auspices of your father and your mother, as you say, her, his equal. And it, and it was, I think he told me, oh, folks, you got to know, first of all, his father and I became dear friends. And, you know, one story I got to tell people that I encourage uh, uh, new authors uh, that your dad told me, and I thought it was one of the most profound. Well, we know this was a blockbuster book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People but not initially. And so he told me, we, we, were, uh, and, uh, we, were, we were talking in Australia, we were together speaking, and he said, uh, Brother Willie, let me tell you something. Um, the first couple of years, the book didn't do well. <laughs> he said it didn't do well. <laughs> and uh, it, it didn't, because it, it was a different type of thinking. And so uh, he said, so what I decided to do when the publishers had kind of like, you know, given up on it, I took the book and sent it to CEOs and said, this book will help you grow your people and grow their performance. And he sent it out. He did his, he, he was proactive, as he liked to use the yep. word. He was proactive. And that's when CEOs started reading it and saying, my goodness, this is mind-boggling thought leadership. He didn't say they started buying it by the thousands for their, for their uh, employees. Everybody had to have it. I have a friend who worked for uh, a big media company. He said his, his boss bought it for everybody, and he read it, and, and he was a manager of a, of, a, of a city, and he bought it for all his people. That's when it took off, and then the next thing you know, it was on fire. Everybody was reading it. Everybody was quoting it. Everybody was talking about it. But it was due not to, to the publisher's uh, activities or in, uh, involvement, it was due to Stephen R. Covey, uh, Dr. Covey, his being proactive and saying, okay, I know this book has juice and has, has uh, potential. I've got to do 
what I got to do and get it to these people who can make the difference. So be proactive. Uh, don't wait for your, as I like to say, don't wait for your ship to come in, swim out to it, get busy. <laughs> so, so, okay. So I, you grew up in I this, you grew up in Utah in this house. Now your dad was a professor at one point. Uh, and did you teach as well? Or did uh, you did something else before you became an author? Tell us a little about that. Yes. I got my MBA and I, I worked for a short time in, in real estate development I uh, did a short stint in uh, on, in investment banking, but then I went uh, into uh, business with my dad, and because I was excited about uh, the company, yes. this is before the Seven Habits was published. Okay. So what you're saying, what you just said, that you know it didn't initially just take off. We know because yeah. I was there, and and um, what I joined, but before I, at the time I didn't feel like I had anything to say. <laughs> so mm. I went down the business path. I, you know, I got, I got an MBA um, and, and uh, I was kind of a business thinker and I focused on trying to turn my dad's ideas into a business okay. and build an organization so we could scale ourselves and operate all around the world and, and reach people and impact a lot of people. And so I kind of did that for uh, 13 or so years before I finally felt like Hey, I've got something to say too, and that's when I started to shift and say maybe I'll write. And, and once I wrote, I ended up speaking and talking about it. But I started out completely on the business side before I became an author and a, and a speaker. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back after this break with more information to tell you about how you can use the principles in this book, The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything. And I want to share one more piece out of this book that I like. Why trust? The simple overlooked simple fact is this. Work gets done with and through people. The Speed of Trust offers an unprecedented and eminently practical look at exactly how trust functions in every transaction and every relationship from the most personal to the broadest, most direct interactions. It specifically demonstrates how to establish trust intentionally so that you and your organization can forego the time-killing, bureaucratic, check-and-balance processes that is so often deployed in lieu of actual uh, trust. This is a book that is a landmark book. And so many of my friends even uh, gave testimonials in there. And and I'm grateful for that. So we'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And 
That recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And I want to thank you all for taking time today to be with us. My special guest is Stephen M. R. Covey. Now, I mentioned to you guys that he uh, is the son of Steve, Dr. Stephen R. Covey, who wrote the landmark book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I also mentioned that I had become friends with Dr. Stephen R. Covey. We met uh, in a green room where we were both speaking at the ARIC conference, the Australian Real Estate Conference in Sydney, Australia. And we developed a friendship, not at that event. We developed a friendship in the gym. He was a, a, a real physically fit guy. Even in, he was an older guy when he, you know, when, when he did that, but he was physically fit. He came into the gym and we sat on the bikes next to each other and we rode for over an hour talking. We realized he knew Gladys Knight. She's a friend of his, friend of mine. Uh, we knew a lot of people were coming. Uh, he had been married, I think, at that point, uh, maybe about 50 years. So he was married almost uh, over 50 years, correct? Yeah, over 50 years. Yeah, and I had been, at that point, about 25 years. And so we were talking, and I told him about a book I was working on, and I wondered if he would be kind enough to read it and give me his thoughts and maybe an endorsement. Well, he said, send it to me. And I sent him the book. It's called An Attitude of Excellence, How the Best Organizations Get the Best Performance from the Best People. I sent him the book, and... It took a while. I didn't know if if he got it. I didn't know if he was working on it, but he not only got it, he read it thoroughly. How did I know? Well, listen what he wrote back to me. I get this email. This is a testimonial quote, which went on to become the foreword for my book. It says, talk about a brilliant, inspiring, motivating book, reading it, laced with powerful, practical examples, affirms and empowers you to choose success, to choose excellence, to see change and constant improvement as an ally instead of a fearsome 
enemy. And to choose a complementary team style where strengths are made productive and weaknesses made irrelevant because of the strengths of the other team members. Intertwining personal and organizational cultural development is so vitally and beautifully illustrated throughout this book. What an illustrating, illuminating, uplifting read. I can hear and feel Dr. Willie entertaining as well as educating. Dr. Stephen R. Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and The Eighth Habit, From Effective to Greatness. You talk about, when I open that email, you see these uh, 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 um, things on television or online where a, a, a young person starts jumping up and down when they get, they see the email they were uh, admitted to the, the school of their choice or the college of their choice or the law school, and they start jumping up and down. That's how I was. Imagine me up and down, <laughs> jumping up and down and hollering and screaming. What a great testimonial. And that's why I knew he read it. He read it thoroughly. He probably took notes and wrote through the in, in, in the margins. It, that's how profoundly and detailed he was. So I'm grateful for his friendship and, and I miss him every day, but I'm grateful for him. And so we got his son who has gone on to write, who worked with his business partner and has gone on to write a book of his own that his father did the foreword for his as well. And it's tremendous. And it's called The Speed of Trust. Why don't you tell us what made you write this book and why it is profoundly impacting people in so many places, so many countries, even around the globe? Yeah, well, Dr. Jolly, um, what happened is I began to see the world through the lens of trust in mm. relationships and on teams because we did a merger where we merged our company, uh, where we had built a lot of trust in our company, Covey Leadership Center. We merged with Franklin Quest, and they had also built a great company. We came together as Franklin Covey, but because we had been arts competitors, in the marketplace, in the time management space, competing with each other. Right. Kind of when we came together, suddenly there was this distrust. Mm. <laughs> no one trusted each other because we were competitors. We'd been fighting in the marketplace and competing, and we had different approaches. And now we just come together. It wasn't just automatic trust. Instead, there was all the remnants of the past competition. And, and I saw what happened initially. Everything slowed down. Everything cost more. Everything got politicized and agendas and motives and all, all kinds of, of issues of, that were kind of the cost of low trust and distrust everywhere. And I saw how that was really slowing us down. And then we became aware of this and said, look, we did this merger to create something better than just doing independently what we were doing on our own. But without, without unless we trust each other, it's going to be diminished, diluted, taxed. And so we said, we've got to build the trust. And so we consciously focused on building trust between these two competitors that have now come together. And we became intentional about it, deliberate. And we behaved our way into greater trust. And what happened is once we built the trust, suddenly we could do everything better, wow. faster, less cost, you know, greater profits, greater collaboration, greater innovation. They were all the fruits of building a high-trust team, a high-trust culture. And so I came out of that saying, wow, you know, you know kind of a couple of big points. One, yes. that trust, trust matters. Yes, it does. It matters enormously. It's financial. You can put a value on it. And when there's low trust, everything takes you longer, everything costs you more, and that is a tax, a low-trust tax. Right. But the good news is the, the converse 
is equally vital. In fact, even more important, and that is when the trust goes up in relationships, on teams, in companies, in cultures, with customers. When the trust goes up, speed goes up with it. You can do everything faster. Cost comes down. And that is a dividend, a high-trust dividend. Yes. And it's that simple, that powerful, that predictable. So that was the first big idea that there's economics to trust. This is a source of economic value, of wealth, and of growth, and of opportunity and possibility. And that was the first big idea. The second big idea was that trust is learnable. Mm. It's a competency. It's a skill. It's something we can learn. And do you, can learn can, you can learn it. You can trust. learn trust. Wow. That's the paradigm shift. Some, a lot of people think, hey, you either got it or you don't. It's either there or it's not. And I'm saying, that's your starting point. Mm. But just, just like you could lose trust through your behavior, you can also consciously, deliberately build it, grow it, expand it through your behavior. In other words, you can build trust on purpose. On purpose. It is learnable. And, and, that was a big idea. So those two points kind of was why, that this matters and it's impacting all of us. And most people don't know how much it matters until they really dive into it. And then the most important thing is you can do something about this. You can learn it. It is learnable. It is a skill. A wow. You know, I, I love that because... I think one of those places I read was that it's the little things over time that you show your trustworthiness. It's not always these big, gigantic yep. things. It's the little things that you do, that you keep your word, that you do what you say you're going to do. And that I've taught my children these principles. Always remember about how important it is to keep your word. If you say you're going to do it, do it. If you don't, if you can't do it, don't say you're going to do it. Little things that yep. might not be big. Now, let me tell you, folks, the impact what he just told you, he took over the company for his father, and as president of the CEO of company uh, uh, leadership, he was able to uh, take the uh, uh, he he doubled revenues while increasing profits by twelve times during that period. The company expanded throughout the world to over forty countries, greatly increasing the value of the brand and enterprise. The company was valued at two point four million when uh, Stephen took over as CEO, and within three years, he had grown shareholder value to one hundred and sixty million. And that's when the merger with the merger he orchestrated with Franklin Quest to form Franklin Covey. And, and that is because he learned these principles that you can double your uh, revenues, you can double your profits by understanding that trust makes things go faster. People are not questioning. They don't have in the back of their mind, are you trying to pull a fast one on me? And, and I think in the book you talk about that. Initially, there was distrust because you were competitors and they wondered what your motives were. And you gave a great lesson about motives. And then you also told them, let's be straight up. Let's talk about the hard work it's going to take. Let's tell, and so you don't think there's anything tricky here. It's going to take hard work. Tell us a little more about that, the impact of being straight up, just telling people what the truth is. It's so critical because, you know, when you tell the truth, it builds trust. People yes. know you're a straight shooter. Right. You're going to just, you know, call it like it is uh, versus, you know, Clearly, lying destroys trust. Yep. And uh, we, all, we learn this in kindergarten. But, but what often gets in the way, uh, Dr. Jolly, is, when, is what I call the counterfeit behavior, mm. the talking straight. So the counterfeit behavior, the talking straight, is not the lie. The lie is the opposite. The counterfeit is the spin mm. and the twisting and the posturing and the positioning and, you know, and telling people what they want to hear. 
And, you know, it's when you technically tell the truth, but you leave the wrong impression. Yes. And, and so, you know, you could be accurate, but completely misleading. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so the idea is that, you know, the, the foundational behavior to building trust is to tell the truth, to, to talk straight. Because then you get a reputation that when you say something, you mean it. Right. And it's real. And you can take it at face value versus wondering, what's he trying to communicate here? What's really going on? What's the agenda? What's the motive when, when you don't have, you know, when you spin everything or twist it or manipulate it and posture it? And so, so that's why it's the first of the 13 behaviors. Talk straight because it's so basic, so foundational. And, in, and at one level, it's so self-evident. And yet I think too many of us can easily get trapped in the counterfeit behavior of spin and kind of a sweet talking, you know, and, and, you know, sugar coating and, and, and uh, telling people what they want to hear. Cause that's pleasant. And, right. and maybe you get results in the short run, but in the long run, people won't fully trust you. They won't trust love, you. They the, won't trust you. And the, I love what you just said, uh, uh, Dr. Gully, that, that, uh, you know, when you do what you say you're going to do, when you keep commitments, that's how I express that behavior. You keep commitments. You right. do what you say you're going to do. Yep. That's actually the fastest way to build trust with another with another person. Wow. Tell wow. what you're going to do, and then now do what you say you're going to do. You'll build trust fast that way. You'll also lose it fast. If you don't. You're going to do it, and then don't. There you go. And, and, and what's interesting is also the fastest way to build trust with yourself. Oh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that, about the fact that uh, uh, learning to trust yourself. Well, we're going to come right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back after station identification. And I know you're going to want to stay around because there's some some pearls and gems uh, we're going to share with you in this next segment. Stay with us. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years, we wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose.
And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly here on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And friends, we're sponsored today by Truist, the bank that's here for better. BB&T and SunTrust merged to form Truist with a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives in communities. Looking to make sure consumers understand Truist stands for better and that through the merger, the shared purpose of inspiring better lives and communities. Let me give you one example of what that means. Truist has come up with something called the Truist Community Benefits Plan. They've earmarked $60 billion. That's right, $60 billion with a B to invest in affordable housing, nonprofit support, and small business growth over the next three years. They have made a commitment to this program. So you too can see why Truist is committed to better banking and and a better experience for you. They're just as committed to giving back to the community and creating meaningful change for all folks who are striving to achieve more. And then I hope you will check them out at Truist.com. Let me spell that for you. T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Truist Bank. It's a member, FDIC. Well, we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am so excited that my guest is the one and only. He is a world changer, and he comes from a family that understands the importance of helping others, serving others. Stephen M. R. Covey is New York Times bestselling author and Wall Street Journal, number one bestselling author of The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything. He is a former CEO of the Covey Leadership Center, which under his stewardship became the largest leadership development company in the world. And he led the strategy that propelled his father's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey to become one of the most influential business books of the 20th century, according to CEO Magazine. He's my special guest calling in from Utah. And so let's talk about some of the principles that people need to understand in this book. This book was a book that just changed the world. Your book just took off like, like, just like one day I I heard about it. Next thing I knew, everybody was reading it. Everybody was reading it. So uh, we talk about trust and the different types of credibility. and, And so let's talk a little bit about the different types of trust. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. See, trust is built from the inside out, mm. meaning this, you look in the mirror. You start with yourself. Because if you don't trust yourself, how are you going to build trust with others? Yes. At some point, you would project that distrust out onto others. But when you, when you look in the mirror and you trust yourself because of your own credibility, your character, and your competence, suddenly with that in place, it now becomes natural and abundant to build trust in relationships. And then you build trust with teams and then in an in organization and then with customers and, in, and it ripples out in the communities and society. So I call these the five waves of trust. Yes, tell us about and those envision, five waves, please. Yeah. So envision, envision a drop of water coming down and then the ripple, you know, the ripples starting at the inside and rippling out. Yes. And the first wave where it all begins is with yourself, self-trust. Okay. Self-trust. The next wave, the second wave, is now relationship trust. Mm. And then ripples out the next wave, the third, which is organizational trust. That's your team, your group, your company, your organization. It then ripples out from there to the fourth wave, which is market trust. That's with customers and partners and distributors, you know, the people you're serving externally. And then you ripple out from there into the last wave, the fifth wave, 
societal trust. Mm. And, and the point is, you don't build trust from the outside in, where you look at society and the market and the organization outside in. Instead, you build, create, grow, sustain trust from the inside out. Right. Looking in the mirror, starting with yourself, self-trust. Do I trust myself? Do I give to my team, to my friends, to my partners, a leader, a person, a partner that they can trust? Mm. Is it smart to trust me? And then from there, it ripples out naturally and abundantly. So self-trust precedes every other kind of trust. Wow. And that's why it's so vital to look in the mirror, start with ourselves. You know, you also, in the book, one of the things I was impressed with, not only you tell how trust is important, how trust is impacted, but you also talk about how to repair trust and how you can fix something that has gotten off the rails. And I thought that was profoundly impactful and important. Tell us a little bit about what people can do to improve or impair, repair their uh, relationships or, or their uh, community activity or their business trust uh, reputation. What can they do to improve it? Yeah, it's a great question, Dr. Jolly, because I probably get asked this question maybe more than any other, kind of, can you restore trust that it's been lost? Can you repair it? Exactly what you're asking. And, and, um, and my short answer is, in most cases, yes, you can. Okay. There might be a few, there might be a few situations where, for whatever reason, you may not have the opportunity to repair, to restore the trust. It, it may be the nature of the relationship is just transactional. Right. You have no opportunity. It may be the other party's not willing to give you a chance. Or it may be that the nature of the loss of trust is so egregious that no one's going to want to do it. Like, you know, like Bernie Madoff would have had a hard time restoring trust where he's around today. Um, you know, no matter what he did, he violated. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, lost, you know, it was so egregious. Right, right, but, right. But, but that's a good example. Great example. It's a good example. Of, you know, it's not an automatic that you can do it. Right. But I want to say this. I believe in most situations you can, but it's not easy. Here's the key principle. You've got to do it through your behavior. Mm. You can't you can't talk your way out of a problem that you behaved your way into. Wow. Say that one the more time. Say that out. one more time. Say that okay. one more that was good. You can't talk your way out of a problem that you behaved your way into. Wow. So if we've lost people's trust through our behavior, words alone won't get it back. The only wow. way to get it back we got to behave our way back into trust, just like you could behave your way out of trust. You know that but I believe wow. you can behave your way out if you're willing to pay the price and be consistent. I love that. I love that. It, it reminds me of a quote that I often use. Words are wonderful. But deeds are divine. And so, <laughs> so if you, you, want, you want to uh, make sure that your words and your deeds coincide, that they are consistent and they're concentric and that they are working together, it's a good thing for somebody to say something, but I'd much rather, or as a, a, a great uh, uh, St. Augustine, I think, who said, uh, I want you to speak a sermon, uh, preach a sermon without using words. By your actions. Uh-huh. So, okay. Uh, I, another part good, I love good, is, is this. The could, speak- I add, could, I, could, I, could I add one little Yes, please, that? please. So here's, here's a way of uh, the words and the actions working together, like you say, aligned in harmony, is this. is Around making and keeping commitments, 
you know, I said the fastest way to build trust. Yes. I like to put it this way. Making a commitment builds hope. Mm. Keeping a commitment builds trust. Wow. And in our world today, we need both the hope and the trust. So making a commitment, having a brand, standing for something, that's important, but it's not enough. So, you know, we make the commitment. Now we've got to keep the commitment. You do what you say you're going to do. Wow. It builds hope and it builds trust. Wow. Ooh, my, my, my. And let me tell y'all something. I'm going to add one more. We, you know, this is why I love this show. And I think so many people love it because it's not just a host who sits back and just asks questions, but I am bouncing ideas off of him. He uh, bouncing ideas off of me. And we, we both do this, write books and give messages and go around the world. And one of the things I love in that is that hope, we got to have hope and trust because hope in the future gives you power in the present. Hope in the future gives you power in the present. And trust, once you establish trust, it can be one of the most valuable tools or one of the most valuable assets that you have in your toolbox because people will know that you do what you say and they can take it to the bank. And that's why I'm glad we got Truist as our, our sponsor because he's about taking it to the bank. Now, one of the things I, I love about your book is you also talk about uh, the integrity and, 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 and the importance of that. But you, then you talk about build trust with stakeholders through alignment, reputation, and contribute contribu- contribution. So let's talk about that. Yeah, and see, and that's this is kind of taking that five waves model of starting with yourself, then moving to your relationships, then moving to your organization, and then you move out to the market to your mm, stakeholders. Okay, to, you know, so that could and be, define stakeholders be for because some people I know that's a word that we we would use. My friend Alan Mulally, uh, uh, who yeah. wrote another uh, piece quote for the book, talks about stakeholders. But how do you define stakeholders for those who might be small business people and and so forth? What is a stakeholder? A stakeholder are people who have a stake in the success of your business. Mm. So they so they it matters to them. They, may, they might be a customer, so they like your products or services you're selling to them. They could be a distributor or a partner or a vendor or even it could be a stakeholder also is your own people, your employees. They're a stakeholder as well. That's right. They, That's you know, right. You know, they're vital. But and it's the whole idea of it, it's not just about the ownership and the shareholders. It's about all stakeholders. Everyone that has a stake in the success of the business, of the enterprise. And, and when you recognize all stakeholders matters, not just owners. Yes, owners matter. Shareholders matter. They're one of the stakeholders, but they're not the only one. Your employees are stakeholders. Your customers are stakeholders. Your partners are stakeholders. Your communities that you operate in mm. are stakeholders. Wow. You want communities to win. Businesses cannot succeed in societies that fail. Um, I forget who said that, but it's a beautiful expression. we got to have... Our communities succeed, society succeed, they're stakeholders too. And so the idea is that you try to build trust yes. in all your stakeholder relationships so that, that you know, you're adding value, you're making contributions, you're, you're doing what you say you're going to do with different stakeholders so that you, there's a kind of circular trust. It's all around. It's, it's how you can lead your life. It's how you do business. It's, it's how you operate. With trust, you're the same person, you know, with one group as you are with another. 
Yes. And, and, and the same person at business as you are at home in, ter- in terms of being authentic and being real and having integrity. And that becomes a reputation, a brand that precedes you. And it goes in front of you. And suddenly people say, you know, Dr. Jolly, he's someone I can trust. Right. And, you know, and he's the, and he's the same, uh, whether I'm dealing with him as a friend or as a business partner. Right. You know, he'll, he'll, he's a person of integrity. He'll do what he says he's going to do. That is powerful to build that kind of reputation of trust. Wow. And as Oprah Winfrey says, in the end, all we have is our reputation. That's right. Oh, this That's is trust. good. That's exactly right. Folks, you see why I want you to come and listen to it. And then you see the passion he has that we both have about this, how important it is to be committed to creating a brand that is consistent, that has trust, and that will give people hope. We're going to come back after this break because we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that you will need to know to be able to grow your business, grow your success, your success, grow your wealth. It's in your uh, possibilities in your hand. You got to understand the speed of trust. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. up the phone you can call and call me, me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com dot com slash billionaire 
wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And I'm so excited because we've been talking about trust. Now, many of you know that my wife and I wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. As I told you earlier, Dr. Stephen Covey and I, uh, when we were in Australia, we talked about our marriages, our families, and how much we loved our wives. We talked about it while, while sitting on a bicycle, and we both were just raving about the fact that we married well. Well, one of the things the success in our marriages was trust and the fact that every Monday night now we do a show on Facebook Live called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, the broadcast with Dr. Willie and D. Jolly. And you can get that at Monday. Happily Married Mondays is the overwhelming name of the the whole broadcast, but it's Monday nights at nine o'clock Eastern time on Willie.Jolly Facebook Live. Now, I wanted to start with that because in this book, uh, Stephen M. R. Covey, Dr. Stephen Covey's son, who wrote this great book, and I want you all to get it. Before we go down this path, I want you all to um, uh, know where you can get the book and where you can get in touch with any of the resources that uh, Stephen has. Stephen, where can they reach your resources? Where can they get the book? Where can they get your training? Uh, anything you got that they might say, I need that for my people, for my office, for my team. Tell us where they can get it. Yeah, you can get the book at any bookstore. You can just go to Amazon.com to Speed of Trust. But in terms of resources and some tools and some ideas and some videos and things you can look at all for free, of course, just go to the website, speedoftrust.com, speedoftrust.com, and you'll find a lot of great uh, tools, videos, ideas, deeper dives into all of these ideas that we're talking about today. And you can also, there's links there to Amazon that can get you the book as well. So so lots of easy access to it, speedoftrust.com. Speedoftrust.com. Fantastic. Now, we were talking about marriage, because see, you got to have trust in marriage. You got to have trust. And sometimes in marriage... We have had people on where we talked who get send us letters. People send us letters, and we talk about it every Monday night. Some letter from the mailbag about the fact my wife and I have been married, as I said, 36 years. Haven't had an argument in 33 years. Those first couple of years were like World War III, though. We, we argued. We got, it was tough, but we, we learned from some mentors uh, how to get past it. And one of the things we learned was how important it is to be people of faith and people of trust and people who do what they say they're going to do. And so we both worked through that and we learned some principles that help us to grow. So what I want to ask you is even in marriage is important that you have trust. How do you rebuild it? Because a lot of times people will do something, they'll lose trust. And so they got to do the little things consistently. Isn't that, isn't that correct? Absolutely. It is in those, in, in those little things. And you're right that 
in a marriage relationship or any important kind of permanent long-term relationship that you really want to last, the best relationships, the most productive relationships, the most enduring, the happiest relationships are those in which people can trust each other. But you have to work at it. That's your point. Is You're right. It's the little things. You make deposits into the trust account. It's like the financial bank account, right? You make a deposit, it goes up, take a withdrawal, it goes down. And you take too many withdrawals or too big a withdrawal and you're overdrawn. There's insufficient funds. The trust account works the same way. A trust bank account, there's a balance of trust in the relationship. Mm. You make a deposit, you make a deposit, trust goes up. You take a withdrawal, it goes down. You take too many withdrawals or too big a withdrawal and you're overdrawn and there's no trust left in the, wow. in the, in the relationship. What a great so, analogy. What a great yeah. analogy. Wow. Yeah. So it's all about making deposits and avoiding withdrawals. And what are deposits? They're just behaviors. They're, they're courtesy. They're kindnesses. They're clarifying expectations. They're saying you're sorry if you make a mistake, you know, to make up for it. And they're, they're showing, um, you know, affirming and believing in people. They're doing what you say you're going to do, keeping commitment. They're listening first. These little things add up. They, they're deposits into the trust account in the relationship. And you build more trust by behaving in those ways. And you try to avoid the withdrawals, especially the big withdrawals that will get you overdrawn and there'll be insufficient trust. Wow. So that's the idea. It's simple, but it's just not easy. Now you talk about smart trust in the book as well. Give us a little insight into what smart trust is. Yeah, I'm just kind of making the point that in order to have trust, you got to be both trustworthy. We also have to be trusting. Mm. Oh, 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 that's good, Stephen. That's good. Oh, that's good. You got to be trustworthy and trusting. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's exactly right. You got to do both. And a lot of times people just think you got to just be trustworthy, which you do. But it's not enough. Right. Because think about this, Dr. Jolly. You could have two trustworthy people working together, both trustworthy, and yet no trust between them Mm. if neither person is willing to extend trust to the other. Wow. You also got to be trusting. And so the idea of smart trust is saying, you know, but use good judgment. You you wouldn't want to trust someone to take responsibility to run the company if they're brand new in the business and they don't know anything about it. Right. They've done nothing and they're not ready for it. So it's not a one-size-fits-all where you trust anyone and everyone on everything. No, you use good judgment. You always extend trust with their expectations and accountability so that it's not a blind trust that is destined to fail. Instead, it's a smart trust with good judgment. I like that. I have a strong bias. I have a strong bias that we need to become more trusting, not just being trustworthy. We need to be trustworthy. We need to also be more trusting in our relationships and as leaders. Wow. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a question. I ask everybody who pretty much comes on the show. Let's say we were here in Washington, D.C. at Howard University, and uh, we went to a class of business students who want to be business people, and they are anxious to either become entrepreneurs or get into the corporate world. Tell us three you got us or a couple you got us. You got to do this if you're going to be successful in business and in life. Yeah, here's what I think. I'll give an overall one with three pieces. Okay. The overall one is we need leaders today that are relevant for our times. Mm. And the old model of leadership, the old command and control model, isn't relevant anymore. Right. It's a new world. All these changes and choices and options, technology. People have choices everywhere. So we've got we've to lead in a new way. And I call it moving from command and control to trust and inspire. Mm. It's a better way to lead. It's a better way to live. It's a new way to lead, and it's better, far better. And there's three elements to it. It's modeling, it's trusting, and it's inspiring. Mm. So you start with modeling. You know, you are the example. You model humility and courage. And you, you model 
authenticity and vulnerability, and you model empathy and performance. So you are a model first, so people can look at you and say, I can follow this person because they are who they say they are. They're authentic. They're real. I can trust them. So then, secondly, you want to be trusting, just like we were talking about moments ago. Yes. The idea that it's not enough to be trustworthy. You've got to also be trusting in order to get the trust back, to have it reciprocated. And that inspires people. And they rise to the occasion. They perform better. Everyone loves being trusted. And they perform better, and they give it back to you. And then finally, we also want to be inspiring. Yes. Here's where there's kind of a disconnect. Because sometimes people think, hey, it's only the charismatic that can inspire. And I want to, say, I want to separate charisma from inspiration. Yes. I know a lot of people. There's a lot of people I know who are charismatic who are not inspiring. That's right. There's many people who are not necessarily charismatic who are extremely inspiring. That's right. And so the idea is that inspiring others is a learnable skill. Mm. And, and you do it. You do it by those first two steps. You do it by modeling. When you are a model, that inspires people. You do it by trusting people. Nothing inspires people like being trusted. Yep. And then finally, you do it by connecting with people and connecting to purpose. Wow. And you connect with people by showing that you care about them and creating a sense of belonging. And when you connect to purpose and meaning and contribution, that then suddenly inspires people. And my point is everyone can inspire. It's not just for the charismatic. And so that is a learnable skill. Modeling, trusting, inspiring. Ooh. That's the kind of leadership that we need today. Ooh, this is it, folks. That's it. You know, that's it. That says it all. That says it all. Wow. Stephen M. R. Covey, you are an awesome friend to have and somebody I'm grateful for. What a great book, The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to come and be a part of my show. I thank you and your family for the influence and impact you've had on my life. And I'm just grateful that we are able to be friends. And look, you know, if you ever need anything from me, all you got to do is pick up the phone and give me a call because this is the kind of trust we've built where I know uh, that you're going to do what you say and you know I'm going to do what I say and we're going to help other people to do what they say so we can make a better world for everybody. Am I right about it? You are absolutely right. Well, I'm, I'm with you, and I reciprocate those kind words you said about me. I reciprocate to you. I really am honored to be on your show, and I admire you greatly and what you're doing and the contributions you are making to the world and lifting all of society. Wow, thank you. Work. Thank you. Well, folks, I want to thank you all for joining us today. I want to thank you for taking time. This has been one of those shows that will go down as one that you're going to want to listen to over and over again, whether you're listening on radio or on podcast. And I want to thank our sponsor, Truist Financial, T-R-U-I-S-T dot com. Learn how they are committed to better for you and your family. And then make sure you start, uh, start every day listening to one of my messages. Go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com. Sign up for my newsletter. We send out a one-minute video every morning to make sure people are inspired 
Typically, it comes in early morning so you can get it to wake up to when you open your email, but most importantly, to help you through these tough times. And then listen to me every morning on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on the Radio One Network at 820 Eastern, 720 Central, and then follow me on all my social media. And make sure, make sure you go on Monday nights to Happily Married Monday with the Jollies. Make love, make money, make it last, the broadcast at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And last but not least, Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, my faith-based message, the Jolly Good News Report, where I tell you how God has been so good to me and been good to you, and let's now create something where we can do good. As my quote was on recently, we cannot do all the good that the world needs, but the world needs all the good we can do. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. Have a great week on purpose. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.